For the word of God is living and powerful. How many can say amen to that? The word of God is living and powerful. You can't read the word of God without it speaking to you. I'm serious. You cannot read the word of God. It's living. It's powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's deep right there. That is very deep. The next verse says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, praise the Lord, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I am so excited about the word of God tonight. I want you to pray for me as I pray for you. Father, I thank you for your word. It's true. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, Father. I thank you so much. It ministers to our heart. It speaks to us. It corrects us. It reproves us, God. I'm asking you, Lord, right now, let the word of God go down deep inside of us tonight and take root, Lord, that we do not take it for granted that it is your words being spoken here tonight. I ask you, Lord, right now to anoint me with the power of the Holy Ghost to speak with boldness your word, Lord, in these ears, Lord, that they will hear and receive your word. In Jesus' name, I pray all these things. Amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated. I want to preach to you tonight with the sermon thought, Armed and Dangerous. Armed and Dangerous. The focal point on this passage is verse 12 is what I want to look at. The the word is quick, it's alive, it's powerful. The Bible is not a secular uh, invention. Sometimes we get to thinking that the Bible is just a book that hangs in a bookshelf that's at a bookstore. It's just not a piece of literature. It's not simply a book of history, although it has history in it. Amen? It's not a collection of sayings of a bunch of old men. (laughs) The Bible is a book that is inspired by God himself. The words are God-breathed words. God-breathed words. Can't get my tongue to get off the roof of my mouth tonight. The words are God-breathed words. The Bible is the inspired, authoritative, infallible word of God. We say amen to that, and I would too if I was sitting where you're sitting. But sometimes we don't live... (laughs) We don't live like that word's alive. We don't live like that word's the truth. We don't live like it's infallible. We think it's a suggestion. I'm getting back to my notes. We use the Bible for instruction, to build faith, to build doctrine, our our daily conduct, uh, for eternal promises. The Bible's full of all these things. The Bible is the word of the living God. Every word is important and every word is inspired. It is. If we don't have the authority, if we don't have the rules to go by, this is what I like to say in baseball, if I don't have the rules before the game, I'm upset. If they want to change the rules in the middle of the game and say, well, coach, if the ball hits this fence, it's out of play, it's blah, blah, blah. 
Why didn't you tell me that before the game? I can play by the rules if you'll tell me the, the rules before the game. Here's the rules and regulations. Not only that, here's the life-giving words to your life that's going to help you, to guide you, and to love you through every situation. Well, listen, God does not buy into fancy cliches, rhymes, catchy expressions, or, uh, or uh, phrases, or exaggerations to get his point across. It's not a book about hype. It's not a book about promotion. But what I can tell you is, it is the powerful expression of the very words of God. Hallelujah. Listen to this, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Hallelujah. The scripture, every bit of it, we need to consume. We need to fill it in our heart. We need to know every bit of it. The Bible is the word of God. It is alive and powerful. And God has given it to us in the written form. And some of us have it in our pockets, in our phone. But in the written form, God spoke the word to Moses, and Moses wrote it down. God spoke the word to David, and David wrote it down. God spoke the word to Isaiah, and Isaiah wrote it down. God spoke the word to Luke, and Luke wrote it down. God spoke the word to John, and John wrote it down. God spoke the word to Paul, and Paul wrote it down. Well, we have the word of God today that declares in Malachi 3 and 6, For I am the Lord, I do not change. He gives us this book to let us know his personality, his ways, and the way he wants us to live. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this book is relevant even today, even though it's uh, however old. I think it was the King James was uh, published in the 1800s, 1811, somebody said that? 1611, there we go. All right, I'll be corrected. Thank you, school teacher. It's for inspiration, this Bible. And God lets us know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We still have the Bible. We still have the power it says we have. We still have the miracles it says we have. We have been and still are armed and dangerous to our enemies because of the word of God. The devil is not afraid of me by myself. (laughs) He's not afraid of you, Michelle, by yourself. But the Jesus on the inside, the word that's living on the inside, that's what he's afraid of. Hallelujah. Every believer that has the word of God in their heart is armed and dangerous to the devil. He knows when the words start coming out of our mouths, their life that's coming out of our life. He wants death to come out of our mouth. He wants us to say, say uh, uh, negative things all the time. He wants us to... Uh, be aggravated. I talked about today griping, murmuring, complaining like the Israelites. That's what the devil wants us to do. Listen to this. When we get out of bed in the morning, all of hell should be on high alert. <laughs> all of hell should be watching out for you. Word should spread through the depths and the pits of hell with the demons saying, They're up again. She's up again. He's up again. I've, tr- I've tried to keep him unhappy, but the joy of the Lord was his strength. I've tried to afflict her, but she says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Well, we should be that kind of danger to the enemy. We should be the most powerful and, the most, and dangerous force that the devil's ever had to face every day. 
I got to admit, some days the devil's not afraid of me at all. Some days, but some days he knows I'm up. Most days he knows I'm up. That's why he's working hard against me. That's why he's working hard against you. He knows you're up. He knows the word of God is in your heart and in your mouth, and you're ready to begin to speak the word of God. Hallelujah. And if you have the word of God in our heart, each and every one of us, we're armed and dangerous to the devil. Listen to this, 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in, uh, in God for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. Peyton, you have a video for me? He's going to play us a quick video right here. A quick video. If you watch that show very often, you're going to find out there's one of them where he shoots his gun like that, and, and probably more than one of them where Andy just holds his hand down like, give me the gun. <laughs> give me the gun. Barney's armed and dangerous. Armed and very dangerous to himself, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's not the kind of armed and dangerous I'm talking about tonight. I had to show that video. I got halfway through my sermon, then I remember I had a video to show at the start of the sermon, so there you go. Listen, listen to this. Goliath didn't know it. But David was armed and dangerous, but not with the slingshot. Jericho didn't know it, but Israel was armed and dangerous, not with bows and arrows. The Philistines didn't know it, but Samson was armed and dangerous, but not with the jawbone of a donkey. They were all armed and dangerous with the power of the Word of God in their heart and lives, and they won the victory because of the power that was in them. Because of the word that was in them. Amen. I want you to get something established. If you don't get anything else tonight, I want you to get this in your heart and your mind tonight. You are not subject to the power of darkness when you have the word of God in your heart. I'm telling you, you didn't amen like I, I told you the truth, but you're not subject to the power of darkness when you have the word of God in your heart. You are victorious through the power of God. Listen to this, Romans 8, 37. Yet in all things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, John, 1 John 4 and 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, so he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. 
The armed and dangerous child of God is a conqueror, an overcomer, a victor, not a victim. We are the head and we are not the tail. And that's why the devil wants to throw fear, negative peer pressure, and difficult circumstances our way. But guess what? We're armed and dangerous to the devil. If we have the word of God in us, we are armed and dangerous to the devil. That's when we use our weapon. Our weapon. We have weapons of praise. We have weapons of prayer. We have weapons of reading the word and, and storing the word and hiding the word in our heart. But we have that weapon that's sharper than any two-edged sword. Because in the Bible it says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God's not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The devil can't put fear on you if you put the scripture in him. Or on him. Out of your mouth. Declare it. God's word says in Romans 8.31, what then shall we say these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. These are promises. These are things that in the word of God, when they get inside of you, you'll realize you're armed and dangerous. You'll feel powerful. Your chest will just puff, puff out just a little bit bigger when you walk out of here tonight realizing, I've got the word of God in me. I'm armed and dangerous to my enemy. We have to realize that we're armed and dangerous to our enemy. And the plans he's trying to implement in our lives. Listen to this, Isaiah 54, 17. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. <laughs> no weapon against you. No weapon that's formed, no weapon that's formed, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Goes on saying, every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, saith God. Hallelujah. We have to stand up against Satan, let him know that if God is for us, who can be against us? I love that. Who can be against us? I've got God on my side. Who can be against me? Wow. Listen to this. Psalms 27.1, the Psalm of David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Who in the world is going to come against me? Greater is he that's in me. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Who am I going to be afraid of now? When the wicked came against me to eat, my, to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise up against me, in this I will be confident. How can you be confident and not fear and not be afraid? It's because of the God that's inside of him. It's the word that's inside of him. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Hallelujah. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a high rock. Hallelujah. When you have the promises of God like that, when you have the word of God, you're armed and dangerous because you have something to tell the devil when he comes against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm just about done. I was excited. I'm spitting it out as fast as I can get it in. Whew. Because of the word of God, I believe in the son of God. <laughs> Somebody said, what? Shouldn't you believe in Jesus? You know what? I can believe in Jesus, but when I read it, boy, he come alive to me. He come alive to me when I started reading the word. Because of the word of God, we're armed and dangerous. I could preach the best message in the world tonight. And some of you are thinking, I'm just hoping he's close to the end. <laughs> I could preach the best message you've ever heard, or maybe the best I could ever do. 
But if we don't apply it to our lives, all we've done is heard more word that we forget. When we come into this place, we need to hear the word of God, but we need to be doers of the word of God. We need to understand when we consume the word, it's going to come back out of us. That preacher was preaching today, and I, and I just kept coming to my mind. He was talking about that, the fellow. He said, I want to know about the Jesus. I want to know about the Jesus. Didn't even know about Jesus. He, the Jesus. He wanted to know. But yet when he got saved, he got on fire for God. What happened? Then he brings his cousin, and he gets saved. And I thought to myself, fire is contagious. Fire is contagious. When you have the word of God in you, you have the fire of the word of God inside of you. And you're contagious to other people. Wow, we're armed and dangerous to the devil when we have the word of God hidden in our heart. The word of God is alive and will impact you if you'll embrace it. You can go out of here tonight and just think, well, we heard another little sermon. We're all right. It's all right. Everybody's all right. Everything's good. Everything's okay. But we have to understand what the word of God's speaking to us. He's wanting us to consume the Word of God. He's wanting us to hide it in our heart so we'll not sin against Him. But also, it's a weapon. If we hide it in our heart, then we're in when them, we're in them situations where we need something. We don't know how we're going to get out of it. We need the Word of God to fall back on and realize, you know what? The Scriptures stop popping into my head. It builds faith inside of me. And when they come out of my mouth and I hear them out of my own mouth, it just gets bigger. It gets bigger. God gets bigger in my life. Would you stand with me? I'm done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. Here's what the altar time should be. It should be a time that we seal the word of God in our heart. It doesn't matter if it's this morning, tonight, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, ministry. When, when you hear the word of God, you need to take time to chew on that word of God and consume the word of God. You do. And in the altar time, that's when we need to seal the word that we hear. We, that we hear. The, place, the altar is a place where we offer sacrifice. And guess what? God doesn't want any animal sacrifices, any human sacrifices of the bloody sorts. He wants us to give ourselves to him, fully, wholly to him. Well, that's what I want tonight. Tonight I want you to find you a place to pray. And I want you to make a commitment to Christ. Whether that's at your pew, whether it's at the altar, make a commitment that I'm going to serve you, Lord. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to develop my relationship. And I want to encourage and challenge you tonight to find a place to bow your heart to God and just pour yourself out to him. It is so much better when I can go to God and tell him my troubles instead of my troubles telling on me. Yeah? It was so much better when I was growing up to go to tell my dad, hey, I broke this. I broke that. If he found out and come looking for me, it, it wasn't going to be good. Tonight, I said it this morning, I'll say it again. We need to look in the mirror, examine our own lives, and pray and talk to God. Humble ourselves to God. Let him begin to rearrange the things that are out of place in our lives. If you need salvation, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. If you need a friend, he'll stick closer than any brother. Hallelujah. If you need the Holy Ghost, tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line, you remember that song? If you need the Holy Ghost, tell him what you want. If you need a friend, tell him what you want. If you need a healing, tell him what you want. If you need provision, tell him what you want. And the last thing he said, 
if you draw close to me, I'll draw close to you. God's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. We have the choice. And tonight, what I want you to do is find your place to pray and ask him, God, am I armed and dangerous the way you want me to be? Amen.